Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Jason McGay. So y'all blessed this morning? Me too. Yes. So Sunday school is starting. There will be a Zoom link that's posted there for everyone online. Hallelujah. All right. Well, yeah, in praying about the, uh, the message today, well, I wasn't just praying today, but in praying about the message, today's message, there's a verse that came to mind, and it's a verse, it's, there are two verses that are, I, I guess people use the term life scriptures, you know, um, and I, this would fittingly apply be, for me because uh, it is something that the Lord has used to remind me over and over and over and over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it has been a great, a great blessing to me. It has been correction for me and all sorts of wonderful things like that. But it's, it's like every once in a while, that verse just really applies to me once again. And so I thank the Lord for it. And let's turn to it. Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to look at 5 and 6, verses 5 and 6. Hallelujah. It says this. Proverbs 3, verse 5, lean on, this is the amplified version, by the way, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart, and and amplified adds, adds, and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. And so again, I mean, many a time, (laughs) the Lord has had to remind me, hey, you know, I'd get myself in a muddle because I'm trying to figure my way out of something. And he would point me back to this verse. You are not going to figure your way out of this. Just trust in me. And isn't that the case for so many situations in our lives? Yes? And then he goes on to say here in verse 6, in all your ways, now I think the King James says, in all your ways, acknowledge, right? Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, Right? So this is how the Amplified says it. It says, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. It's a great verse. It's a great promise. And uh, a rather simple one in that it doesn't require a whole lot of you. (laughs) Right? What does that say? It doesn't say, go up to the altar and make 15 sacrifices. It doesn't say that. It also doesn't say, spend six hours a day on your knees in prayer, and I will direct and make your path straight. It doesn't say that. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we do trying to get God to direct our paths that are not captured in this verse right here. If you think about it, it doesn't say worry 
Be concerned. Fret. And the Lord will make straight your... It doesn't say that either. And There's just so many things this verse does not say. Right? It doesn't say anything like that. It doesn't say anything like, you know, if you prove to God how good you are, he will direct your paths. There's just a lot of things that don't say. It does say one thing. In all your ways, know, recognize, acknowledge him. That's pretty simple. And this verse has been a blessing to me in many ways because because of the fact that it's so simple. It doesn't it doesn't rely I don't have to rely on my understanding here. I simply have to know, acknowledge and recognize him if I want him to direct my paths to make them straight. So in all of your ways. Now think about that for a moment, right? In all of your ways. What are some of your ways? You know? As you get to know people, you get to you get to notice their ways. Some of them are interesting. Some of them you don't understand. Some of them you're thinking, yes, that's right. That's the way it's always been and that's the way it always shall be. And some of them you're just like, uh, yeah, they're just different. And people have their, their own way of doing something. And the Bible says a lot about your ways, right? It does. It says, you know, for example, if you look in Isaiah 55, it'll say that uh, his ways, referring to the Lord's ways, are higher and above your ways. So, yeah, and his thoughts above your thoughts. And so even in this verse, you can see if in all of our ways, if we're acknowledging him, that gives him an opportunity to make our way like his way, right? Because he's going to make our paths, our ways straight. So it also seems to hint at the fact that if, if, if he's not directing and making straight, making plain your path, then you just going out on your own is not a straight path. It's, it's, not, it's not the straight path. It's not plain. You think about plain, right? If you're, if you're looking out over the plains, like, for example, there was a time when I was driving across Canada to go to Ontario. I know that's not all the way across Canada, but, you know, for me it was. So I was driving across, and you go through the Rocky Mountains, and it's up and over and around, and, and you're going through all these different places and twisting and turning. It's not a straight path. And then finally you get past the Rocky Mountains and into the prairies, and it is a straight line. That's, you're going over the plains. Your way is made plain, straight, right? Yeah. I think I took one picture. For all those watching from the prairies, they're like, upset. <laughs> yeah. Don't get offended now. Come on. So, yeah, I mean, I, one picture. Why? Because it's the same, you know, sky-ground ratio all the way across. All the way. We had it in one direction. I actually, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but I actually got tired of driving. I mean, hours driving, right, with my right foot on the gas pedal. And I actually had to shift and turn and put my left foot on the gas pedal because it got so sore holding it in one position for hours on end as we went one direction. Yeah, unfortunately, my car did not have cruise control. So, yeah, yeah. Could have got a brick or something, I guess, but I didn't, I didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. So, it says that he will make your, your paths not like traveling through the Rocky Mountains. 
but like traveling through the prairie. See, now all the prairie people are happy, right? In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. I'm th- actually, I'm thinking of another verse in, in Isaiah that talks about how, in Isaiah 53, how we all, like sheep, have gone astray, each to his own way. And this is the tendency. When you go your way, you will go astray. Like those one-liners? If you go your way, you will go astray. That's just the way that it is. Now, for me in my life, I can bear out and testify that that is the truth. There were times in my life where I went my own way. And wow, did I ever go astray. If you go your way, you will always go astray. Hallelujah. We don't want to go our way, do we? We don't want to go astray. Not at all. So, this is a great promise because in all of our ways, the way that you go about doing things, and like I said, our ways are different from one another. You know, people have a certain way that they keep their house, a certain way they drive their car, a certain way they, you know, manage their groceries and budget. And people have different ways about going about life. And I'm going to say this. God made it that way. We're not all to be exactly, well, you heard this morning, uniform. Everyone exactly the same way. We do everything the same way all the time, all like one another. That's not, no, he didn't make us that way. He didn't make Adam the clone. Adam the clone. And every person after that looks exactly like Adam, talks exactly like Adam. Not Adam the clone. So, we're not meant to be clones. Amen? And now I know some people in the world look at Christianity and think that Christians are all clones. And that is very far from the truth. Yes, very far from the truth. So, we have diversity in the way that we do things, and that's okay. But what's not okay is if you go about your way on your own. That's not okay. Because if you acknowledge the Lord in everything that you're doing, He will direct your way. He will be the one to help you in all of the ways that you are, in all the ways that the way that you understand something, the way that you think about something the way that you do certain things, the way you go about something, you can still maintain the uniqueness that is you, but be directed of the Lord in all that you do. Hallelujah. He can direct you in all of those things and make straight your way. Because if you go out on your own, you are going to go astray. Now, you know, there are verses in the Bible that tell us about such things. Um, It says that the way of the world, right, is wide, right? Winding. It's a wide way. And people think, I'm just out on my own path. Well, if the path is very wide, you can think it's your own path. Right? If the path is very wide, you can ramble and and, and wander and meander on this great wide, wide way, and you think it's your own path. But it's really just one just happens to be very wide, and it doesn't end well, right? But then there's another path, 
Only one other path. Hallelujah. And that one leads to eternal life. And it's, it's quite narrow. It's quite narrow. And uh, that's the path that we should be on, praise God, making progress. But if we go our own way, we depart from the straight and narrow and go a different way. Hallelujah. So there's a lot to be said about this particular verse. And actually, the thought that I want to get across to you today is that the Lord will direct your path. He will make your way straight. That's really the thought that I want to get across to you this morning because there's a place where He desires to direct your path. Now, we're not all doing the same thing. In other words, some of us, are we have different trades that we're in, different businesses that we're doing, different jobs that we, we are in. We have just on the nat- in the natural way, you know, um, whether you own property or not, whether, like there's so many different things that, that make us different in the way that we do things. But in all of those things, he still has a way for you. He still has a direction for you to go in. And it's just as simple as acknowledging him. Now, that word acknowledge is interesting because it, it really means to know him. It means to recognize him and agree with him. It means like, Lord, here's all the different ways that we could do this thing. Some look good, some don't look so good. But I am acknowledging you in what it is that I'm doing. I'm looking to you. I'm relying on you. I'm asking for you to help. I'm asking for you to direct. There are so many things in our lives where that is the way that he leads us. By simply doing that, there are, there are people that, haven't, that don't necessarily think like that. They think there are Christians that don't necessarily think like that. They think, well, you know, God's not really interested in all the little details of my life. Uh, he just wants me to be good. And then every once in a while, I will call upon him when I need something. And then I'll go to church and, and worship because, you know, that's, that's kind of like what we do. And I just want to make sure everything's okay. So I'll go to church and worship and maybe I'll pray a little bit here and there. And, but that is a very, that, that's not acknowledging him in all your ways, right? That's acknowledging him maybe in one way, but not in all your ways. And so his desire is to be involved in every aspect of your life. Now, we talk about things like, um, you'll hear people talk about things like being led by the Spirit, right? Or um, the, the Lord giving you direction in your life. Where do you go? This way or that way? What decision do, that I make? And we look for that, but there's quite often people that only look for that when they feel like they're in trouble or when they feel like they have a really big decision to make. And so they're not in the habit of knowing Him or recognizing Him or acknowledging Him. They only do it once in a while. And uh, I don't think that's what this verse is talking about. Because it says in all your ways. Not just when you get in trouble. You know? It doesn't say, like I said, there's a lot this verse does not say. So, when you get in trouble, acknowledge God. And he will direct direct you out of trouble. Um, It doesn't say that in that verse. Right? So, now... Don't hear me the wrong way. If you are in trouble, call out to him and he will deliver you. Right? Don't hear what I'm not saying. But he would like to be involved in all of your ways. 
and the fact of the matter is when you said Jesus is Lord, Jesus is my Lord, uh, you gave your life to him, right? It's silent on the other end of this, <laughs> the other end of the camera here. No, but you did, right? You gave your life to Jesus. So if you did, guess who's in charge? Jesus is in charge of your life. Now, you might not be going his way in some of the things or many of the things that you're doing, but he's still in charge. You just happen to be maybe going your own way. Now, interestingly enough, there is a very similar meaning when we say confess. Remember Romans chapter 10? You know, if you confess Jesus as Lord, believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead, what happens? You will be saved, right? And then your, your path changes dramatically from that point forward. You're no longer going the way of the world. You are going his way. Hallelujah. And that's because he's Lord on that path. And if we're going to make any progress in our spiritual life, it's going to be because his lordship is working in and through us in all of our ways. When you confess Jesus is Lord, you're basically saying agreeing with the truth and in a sense, swearing allegiance to that, to him as your Lord, because he is Lord. When you, you have a limited time here on earth where you get to confess that he's Lord, one way or another, you will end up confessing that, because every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Everyone will. The thing is, here and now, you get an opportunity to do it and be on his side. So it, it denotes an allegiance to it denotes uh, acknowledgement of the fact that he is Lord. If we acknowledge him in all of our ways, if we recognize his lordship in all that we do, he will direct our paths, make it strain, straight, make it plain. Amen? Now, personally, I hadn't done that <laughs> for, for many years of my life. And I was, I was thinking about this, and this is, this is something here, because I'm talking about it from the forward perspective, right? In other words, today, looking forward into your future, directing your path. But are you able to look behind you and see how God had been leading you and directing your life? Have you thought about that? Have you remembered that recently? And I can recall in my life, there were times where he was definitely directing my life. Now, many of those times I was not aware of until after the fact that he was actually directing my life. I got born again when I was six years old. So I was just a little guy when I got born again. But from that point in time, because I did, Jesus was Lord of my life, at least in principle. Now, there are many years where I wasn't living that way as him, recognizing him as Lord of my life. But I can tell you this, because I had made that commitment, there were many times where he was still able to direct my life, even though I was not aware of it. Now, I wasn't aware of his direction because I wasn't following him. I wasn't aware of his direction those periods of time because I wasn't recognizing him or looking to him. But he was still faithful to direct me. There were pivotal moments where he put people across my path to talk to me. 
or he caused a scripture to come up in my heart to remind me. There are many, many times that he did such things. Because he is faithful as our good shepherd to lead us, the sheep. He is faithful that even if we wander off, he gets that shepherd's staff and sometimes it's a hook on the neck, you know, and <laughs> this way, don't eat that, don't touch that, right? Sometimes he'll do something like that to get your attention, but it's because he loves us and he's faithful to lead us and to guide us. Hallelujah. Faithful to lead us and guide us in all things, praise God. And this thought came to mind this morning as I was thinking about what to talk to you about and what the Lord wanted to say, and He reminded me. First of all, let's take a step back. For a moment, think about Israel. Here's Israel. There's, first of all, let's look at Abraham. There's Abraham. God makes a promise. Your seed will be plenty, like the stars in the sky and the sea on the, I mean, the sand on the seashore. And so he gives him this promise. And then he also tells him, well, they're going to be slaves of another nation for 400 plus years, and then I will lead them out. He'll lead them out. And into this land that I am giving to you, and this will be their inheritance. I'm paraphrasing, but you understand. So what happened? Exactly those things happened. They went down into Egypt, and they grew and became a great nation, but they were slaves in that nation of Egypt. And then what happened? God sends a deliverer, Moses. Moses comes along. What does he do? He leads the people out of bondage. He leads them and brings deliverance to them and leads them out. And as we know, that's a a type and a shadow of how when we were in the world, didn't know God at all, He came, and he brought the message of Jesus Christ to us. Hallelujah. And we heard that message. We get born again, and he has led us out of darkness and into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So he has done that in our lives. And, you know, like I said, I got born again when I was six. That's what happened at that point in time. But God, after he took Egypt, uh, took Egypt, no, took Israel out of Egypt, where did he lead them? He led them to his holy mountain. And what happened at that point in time? Well, they were given the law. They were told who they are. This is my treasured people. You are a holy nation. So they got their sense of identity. They knew who they were in, in the sight of God. He wanted all of them to be a nation of priests. That was his desire for them. And, and so he, at that point, he ended up giving them the law and instruction on how to live. Right? They got the law. They got instruction to live. They got an identity in God. And then from that point, he endeavored to take them to the promised land. So they go across the desert, and in that place where there's nothing in the world for them, quite literally, he supplied their needs miraculously, and in that place of supplying their need, he endeavored to teach them something so that they would know in their heart that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so they were put through some testing and trial, if you want to put it that way. In that, God gave them... This instruction, obey this instruction. That was the test. Follow the instruction. Follow his directive. Well, they didn't do so well, unfortunately. Which is the reason why they could not enter the land. Because when it came time to enter in, instead of believing God, instead of believing his report, they ended up believing the enemy. They believed lies. And as a result, back out into the desert again. And they spent 40 years in the desert until that first generation that had come up out of Egypt died off. And the younger generation, who knew only God's provision, 
came into the land of promise. And who brought them in? God brought them in at the hand of Joshua, led them into the promised land. Hallelujah. Why am I telling you all this? Because he was faithful to lead them in all of those situations. He led them out. And there was deliverance for them. He led them to the place where they gained an identity in God and where he gave them instruction. He led them through a dry place so that he could be the one to show them that he is their supply. And then he brought them, finally, into the land of promise where they had abundance and they could enjoy all those things. In all of those situations, God was leading and directing them. Hallelujah. Very similarly in our lives, He leads and directs us in a very similar manner. There's places where you've been in bondage, where you've been in darkness under the hand of the enemy, and he has led you out. He has brought deliverance to you. He has set you free, praise God. There's many a time. Initially, when you get born again, and there may have been some other subsequent times again, then there's also a place where he leads you to receive instruction where you get to know who you are in Christ Jesus and where the Holy Ghost instructs you with the law of God written upon your heart and he teaches you from within. The anointing that you have received abides in you and teaches you all the truth. Hallelujah. Just as it has taught you, so live in it. And then there's also times where you may have wandered through a desert and you think, oh God, I'm in the valley. I've been in the valley for so long. Well, Jesus leads you through the valley, praise God. Amen. I'm in a desert place. Well, maybe there's something God's trying to talk to you about. And if we listen to his instruction and and grow and learn, then he can bring us into the land of abundance in our lives. In a very similar way, there were many things that occurred in my life that were very typical of the scenarios I'm, I'm describing to you. There was a period in my life where I didn't know anything at all about God. And he brought me to a place. It, was, it started with a little home group, and they were teaching the word of faith. And in that place, I got instruction. My whole world opened up because I began to see that there's a better way. I began to see that there was more in store for me that God had provided. I began to know truth. It was the Holy Spirit leading me into all truth. Who was leading? The Holy Spirit was leading me into truth. He was showing me through his word what it is that Jesus had accomplished for me. He was leading me in that. There was other periods where I went my own way. That old fleshy self that was accustomed to living in Egypt went its own way. And in that place, it had to die off. (laughs) It most certainly did. That old self dying off in the desert Well, let's just say you don't want to live there, right? And it was humbling. Because your own ways will will not lead you the right way. It was humbling. But he brought me out of that. He was faithful to lead me out of that. Absolutely faithful to. I can look at specific points that actually mirror quite a lot of what was go- what that, that whole process that God brought them through and into the land. And in the uh, end of 2012, beginning of 2013, was when he brought me in to, land, to the land of Canaan, so to speak. 
figuratively. In that place, I began to enjoy and understand the things of the Holy Ghost a whole lot more. And it became a place where I realized that there is so much more that I'd, I had never known before. And there are things that God wants to lead you and I into that your own understanding just won't lead you in. He wants to direct us in such a way that He leads us into the promised land. He leads us into life and life abundantly. That's what He's looking to do for every single one of us. In the Old Testament, they were led by the law. But in the New Covenant that you and I are in, we are led by the Holy Spirit. And that's not the same thing as being led by the law. Now, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and He directs and guides from within. And that's a very simple statement, but it's a very important one. He directs and He guides from within. Now, you might be looking out over your life and see all sorts of things that are going on. Opportunities may come and they may go. There may, there may be looking like, there is no way for me to get past this circumstance or this obstacle, or I don't know how to get out of where I am. And you might be looking for direction outwardly, but he doesn't lead outwardly. You know, he, he doesn't do the Gideon thing. Well, you know, here we go. Let's just, let's test the Lord and see if it's him. You know, God, if, you know, if that was you telling me to do that, make 15 red cars pass by my house in the next three hours. Brother and sister, you have better things to do than look out your window for 15 minutes watching for, you know, next three hours watching for red cars. That's not a good use of your time. But you don't have to be ignorant of the way that he leads you. You know, in the Old Testament, they, he didn't want them ignorant either. So he had a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them. And so outwardly, they look, oh, there goes the cloud, and they go with God, going His way, leading and directing him, them, and he, they would follow. And at night, well, you can't see a cloud at night, so pillar of fire, we can see it clearly, and away we go. You know, when it stops, we stop. When it goes, we go, so on and so forth. Well, the same Holy Spirit lives in you. So He doesn't direct from the outside. He leads from the inside, praise God. And I'm telling you, it's far superior. Some people think, well, I wish it was a cloud by day and a fire by night. That would make it so much easier. No, it would not. It would not make it easier at all. You know why? Because the devil would make a pillar of cloud, a little smoke cloud there. And you'd be like, oh, that looks like the glory cloud. I'll follow that. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll cause some false fire to arise. And then, oh, I'll follow that. That's why we're not led by the outside. Yeah, exactly. No strange fire. He doesn't lead by the outside. What, I mean, what else do I mean by the outside? Your feelings. Your feelings. You know, I give this example one time. It's a little bit of a silly example, but hey. You know, let's say someone calls your house and you pick up the phone. It's the doctor's office. And they start saying, they don't mention your name. They just start talking to you. Well, we just got the results back, and you had been in not too long ago and hadn't heard anything. And all of a sudden, a surprise phone call from the doctor's office. And they start telling you, yeah, we, the results came back, and uh, you're going to need to come back in right away. We're going to have to run some more tests. 
the situation can be a little bit of a serious one, and they start talking, and your heart starts palpitating, like, oh, thundering in your chest, and you're, you're starting to get anxious, like, oh, what happened? You know, I, I just, I thought it was one thing, and then all of a sudden, this it's serious thing that they've caught, and you start getting a little more concerned, and they keep going on, and they say, yeah, we're going to, it's really important that you come in very soon, because we need to be able to start you on some, uh, so, and, and you're just, you're starting to freak out. And all of a sudden they say, all right, Mrs. Jones. And you think, I'm not Mrs. Jones. Oh, you're not Mrs. Jones? No. Oh, I'm sorry, we called the wrong number. All right. Feelings cannot be trusted. Feelings cannot be trusted. You can't be led by feelings. Well, I felt like it was God. I think that that statement and that thinking has led more people astray. He doesn't appeal to your feelings. He doesn't appeal to your thinking. Well, it just makes, makes reasonable sense that this is the way that God would lead. He doesn't appeal to your mind. God is not a mind. He is not a feeling. He is a spirit, and he lives in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. So if he's going to direct you, guess where he's going to direct you from? From your spirit. Now, there are times where that can affect your feelings. That can affect what you're thinking. That is true. But we cannot be led just by a feeling itself. So then how am I led? This is the part where in all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. It requires some faith on our part to trust in Him to lead us and direct us in all things. And you will know. There's a knower on the inside of you that knows. He put it there. And that is the way that He leads and directs, is on the inside. So He doesn't lead from the outside. And this is very important because there are a lot of things that are going on outside. Outside. A lot of things going on outside. There's a lot of things in the name of Christianity that go on outside that are nothing but just flesh. Yes, I said it. (laughs) It's simply just flesh. Now, people, they can be sincere in their desire, but use means of flesh to try to achieve their goal. It's just flesh. And if you're going your way, You're going to go the flesh way. It's very simple. You go your way, you'll go the way of the flesh every single time. That changes when you've acknowledged the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you to lead me and direct me. You are leading and directing me. And I'm listening in my heart as you make my way straight, as you make my way plain. But there are many things going on in the world that way that can lead people astray. And if we're paying attention to those voices, if we're listening for those things and our feelings are so important to us, it's very easy to get drawn off into the things of the world. Like I said, you think, oh, I need a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to guide me externally. Well, like I said, the enemy can create things that seem like it, that are not it. It's almost like praying... God, open a door. If you want me to go this way, open a door. Well, doors are in the natural. 
Doors are what's happening around you. You, you figuratively use that word to talk about an opportunity. Right? Open a door. Well, you mean an opportunity. Well, the enemy can create an opportunity and it not be God. So you, and then you're thinking, oh, there's an opportunity. That must be the Lord. And away you go, off into something that's not him. We don't want to go that way. Amen? That's not the way that we want to go. If we're looking to the outside, looking to feelings, we can get off into areas that are not right. It's very easy to follow your feelings. Well, it feels like this, or I feel like that. But that's not a leading. That's not God directing you through your feelings. So there's plenty of opportunity to go astray. But let me bring back to our main scripture here in Proverbs. That in all your ways, if you acknowledge the lordship of Jesus in all the things that you do, he will be the one to direct your path. In all the things that you could get into, he has been faithful to lead you and direct you up to this point. He has been good to lead you and to direct you. He has been good to shepherd you. Well, it's that same very one who will continue to do so in your life. It's a very simple place that we can obey in just being open and yielded to him in our heart, acknowledging him, knowing him, taking the time to get to know him, taking the time to say, Lord, you know, whichever way that we're going, I know that you're leading me in the right way, and I trust you. You know, and if you get that sense you're going somewhere, it seems to be, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. That's a pretty good slap in the face kind of verse. Because you're looking, oh, it seems right to me. And off you go, and it ain't God. And, but if our heart is in the right place with God, then He can be the one to lead us and direct us. And that's His desire to do so. Some people are anxious because God's not moving fast enough in their lives. I want the promised land today. But we didn't pass the manna test yet. You know? I want God's abundance in my life right now. But I struggle with tithing. You know, like there, there are things that He wants to work in your life because He wants to. But if we're still stuck in, in, in our own desire, it would be very difficult to discern His desire. Hallelujah. I know, I've gone to meddling now, haven't I? Hallelujah. It's good we can use a little bit of meddling every now and then. But please listen. It's important. It's very important because many people are reading 15 books on how to be led by the Spirit. And, and they're trying this and trying that. Or they're doing all sorts of stuff to, to push their, their lives. Hear that? Push themselves forward in God. Well, you don't push yourself forward. He leads you. Hallelujah. Uh, can you wait for His leading? Can you be patient enough? There is something that the Lord had spoken to me one time because when you start getting excited about the things of God, it's go time. You want to go now. I want all of this and I want it today. And the Lord instructed me one time. He said, 
the fastest way to run your race, based on Hebrews chapter 12, is to run it with patience. That's the fastest way, patiently. And that has continued to help me. But can we be patient? Can we, can we be quiet? Can we wait upon the Lord? Can we trust that He knows how to direct your life? Are we trying a bunch of stuff? The shotgun approach. I just fire the shotgun in the general direction. Hopefully one of those little pellets hits something. If I just pray 15 different kinds of prayer, then hopefully one of them sticks. And God goes, oh, I like that one. Okay. Are we trying stuff? You know... The Egyptians tried something. They tried to cross the Red Sea. And God didn't lead them that way. But they tried something. God led Israel through the Red Sea. He didn't lead the Egyptians, but the Egyptians tried. In the same way, there are things in our lives that, hey, Unless the Lord's leading you, you don't want to just try stuff. Because you can get in a whole world of hurt just trying stuff. You want to be led by Him in everything that you do. And it's actually very simple and very easy. It's you trusting Him to do as He said He would do. It's you trusting that in all of your ways, Lord, in all my ways, you are directing me. I'm looking to you, I'm acknowledging you, I'm thanking you for helping me. And he will in everything that you do. It's a very simple step that all believers can take. It doesn't matter, you don't have to be some spiritual giant. It could be day one, you got born again yesterday. Well, praise God, in everything that I'm doing, Lord, I acknowledge you. You'll help me at work, you'll help me with my family, you'll help me at home, you'll help me with my career, you'll help me in all the things that I'm doing because you are directing my life. I'm not laying claim to those things, Jesus. You are Lord, and you'll direct me. And if we can do that in the small things, then he can lead us in the big things. Amen? Amen. Well, there's much more to say, but time. Limited by time today. So what I'd like to do is I'd just like to pray for you quickly here and acknowledge God in our lives as the one who leads and directs. Hallelujah. I'll ask the worship team to come forward. And then after that, we're going to have communion today. Let me just pray for you. Father, thank you that you are faithful to lead and direct us. Lord, there are so many things in our lives that we need your direction in, and we don't want to go our own way. We don't even want to go in a way that seems right to us. We want to go the way that you make for us. And I thank you that you are faithful to lead us in all things and to help us in all the circumstances of our lives. Lord, I thank you that you are able to lead us through every step of the way, through all of the rest of our days until we stand before you in your presence. Lord, I thank you for that. 
I just pray, I'm just asking you, Father, that those that have struggled with worry because they're like, I don't know which way to go. I'm asking you to, to encourage them through this word, encourage them through your word, encourage them in a way and bring illumination to their heart, bring comfort to their heart that says, I'm leading you. I will help you. I thank you for that. That, that anxiety and that worry lifts off of their shoulders in Jesus' name. And Father, there are those that have tried a number of different things. I'll try this, I'll try that, I'll go this way, I'll go that way, in an attempt to experience more of what you have provided. But Father, I'm asking you that you would help them know that you are more than enough. You are more than enough. And that you are a good father who causes them to, to grow and to mature and to enter in to those things that you have for them. Thank you, Father. And Father, there, there are those that have tried other things and they've been wrong. They haven't been of you at all. Maybe they got themselves tangled up in the flesh somehow and, or they've been following their feelings into weird stuff. And I'm asking you that by the Holy Spirit, you would illuminate the truth in their heart so that they see, oh, this other stuff, that's not God. This other stuff, it's, it's false, it's, it's fake, it is illusion. It's not the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you, Father, to help them to see that. And finally, Father, I thank you that you are helping us to discern and know your will for our lives. You are leading us every step of the way. And you are faithful. You have been faithful. You continue to be faithful. To lead and guide and direct. And bring us into the life that you have prepared for every one of us. So, Father, I thank you for all these things. We give glory to your name. We honor you. We acknowledge you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.